Hey, everybody, and welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, Alicia here. Thank you for joining us for today's tale of marital misadventure. This one is a doozy. Boy, is it. Terrence Howard, y'all. Terrence Howard is a complex and multifaceted person. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Everyone is, but this is different. Terrence has received widespread critical acclaim for some of his acting performances and also some widespread criticism for some of his personal behavior. Terrence, more recently, is best known for his role in Fox's television drama Empire. Mm -hmm. But just last year, in December 2022, Terrence said he's now retired from acting and focusing on some other pursuits. Other pursuits. Like Terryology. Y'all, mm -hmm. this story. Whoa. Although some of the roles Terrence has played over his long career have been dramatic and complicated, they really do not compare to Howard's real-life drama. Along the way, he has been married four times to three different women and is engaged again. Terrence is the father of five children and a grandfather of two, and I guarantee you, Trash Pandas, you are not ready for the story that is coming. Not even close. Before we begin mm -hmm. today's tale... I do have this magic mirror here with some huge thanks and praise and shout outs to give. Who have we got, Stacy, in the magic mirror this week? First, I want to say thank you to everybody who reached out and made my birthday a completely big love fest. I felt all the love. So thank you, especially to Cindy, to Dorothy, to Sarah, and also a big shout out to Hayden, our new friend in New Zealand. We loved your email. Thank you so much. It was quite a week here at Trashy mm -hmm. Divorces headquarters. Mm -hmm. We do have a few other folks to thank in our magic mirror who are our newest supporters on patreon.com slash trashy divorces. So much love to give to Emily B, Brianna, Debbie M, Ainsley M, Trish, and Jessica K. Thank you so much for joining us over there. Holy cats. So grateful to all y'all for coming to listen, for your support on Patreon, for your kind emails, just for generally being the best. I think it's about time for us to fly like an eagle and get into some Terryology. Let's go, go, go. All right, Alicia, you've been telling me for days that I am just not ready, so just let it roll. Let's dive right in. Let it ride. Terrence Dashen Howard was born March 11th, 1969. This would make... Terrence of Pisces. In Chicago, Illinois, the family moves, though, to Cleveland, Ohio, when Terrence was still just a baby. And to be fair, like, Terrence really did have a very difficult childhood. When he was two years old, his father, Tyrone Howard, stabbed a man in front of him while the family was in line waiting to see Santa Claus. Oh, my God. Way to ruin Christmas, Tis Dad. the season. Wow. So Terrence's family and the family of the man that his father stabbed were all in line to see Santa at the department store. Mm -hmm. This is how it goes down. And the two men get in an argument about who was next in line to see Santa. And then when it got heated, Tyrone Howard used a nail file to stab the other man to death. <gasps> wow. Okay. Didn't just stab, but murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Murdered. murdered. Okay. Terrence has said that this event influenced the rest of his life. Do you think? Even though he was very young when it happened and didn't really fully quite understand it. Terrence tells Rolling Stone, I was standing next to my father watching, then stuff happened so quickly. 
blood was on the coats, on our jackets, and then my dad's on a table, and then my dad has gone to prison, unquote. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So he his he had an absentee dad. Oh, yeah. Hold on. This incident makes national headlines. Uh, I, I would it's think. It's called the Santa Line Slaying. Oh, my God. Tyrone Spins, I don't know how this works out, 11 months in prison. 11 for, months. For murder. Yeah. Well, the 1970s really were a different time. Before they? being paroled on good behavior. <gasps> You've not been there long enough. <laughs> Did anyone try to argue with him about placement in line inside just to see how that goes after wow, 11 months? I mean, seriously, way to ruin Christmas. For murder. Oh, the other family must. Ugh. So Tyrone comes back after his stint in the pokey. And unfortunately for the family, Tyrone's aggressive tendencies and violent behavior Turns out he's not good behavior at all. Like, they don't stop. Makes sense, yeah. Tyrone, dad, is angry. But Tyrone encourages his kids to stand up for themselves using force if necessary. So this is not a resolve your conflicts peacefully, kids. Here's some more real good quotes. My father was half white and half black with sky blue eyes and wavy hair. They called him No Nation. He hated whites and told us to be cautious of them. Terrence also has said about his father... My daddy taught me, never take the vertebrae out of your back or the base out of your throat. I ain't raising sheep. I raised men. Stay a man. So unfortunately, these were lessons that Terrence took to heart and would end up influencing his own future, coming soon on a podcast near you, Violent Behavior, and his own domestic abuse charges. Now, Terrence's parents have several more kids and were unable to handle all of them. So Terrence is often sent to New York to live with his great-grandmother. Little bit of a spider web here. This would have a major influence on Terrence's life because his great-grandmother happened to be actress Minnie Gentry. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's okay. So sounds like that may have been a terrific diversion, actually. The time with his great-grandmother Minnie Gentry does make Terrence realize that he had acting talent, so it will be a benefit to him The troubled childhood, though, wasn't over, and so Terrence would go back to his family, and there's a lot of fighting. Terrence has said that he would get bullied for being the pretty boy in the neighborhood, so he learned to stand up for himself pretty quickly. I do love a teenage emancipation story. At the Hmm. age of 16, Terrence emancipates himself to pursue his acting career that he's been turned on to by many gentry. Sure. In 1988... When Terrence was 19, he lands his first role on Big Breakout, The Cosby Show. Oh, wow. And naturally, Terrence is really excited. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't last long, the excitement, does it? Because Terrence learns that his scenes had been cut. Oh. Oh, rats. That's got to be the biggest disappointment for anybody getting their first, like, what looks like their first big break. Sure. And then the production just like, sorry, we went in a different direction. You want to take a guess on how Terrence handles it? Ooh, uh, does it involve a nail file? Well, he'll tell the New York Times in 2001, they cut me out of the show. I was angry. I banged on Cosby's dressing room door, and amazingly, he answered. I told him, I'm a man just like you. He didn't like it, and the casting agent never took my calls again. Weird. That's the mold for the rest of my professional life. I just say, the hell with it, and I suffer the consequences. Well, maybe don't come in that way, Terry, my man. 
All right. In 1992, Terrence was cast as Jackie Jackson in the television miniseries The Jacksons, An American Dream. In 1995, Terrence will play Louis Russ in the popular film Mr. Holland's Opus. After that, Terrence continues to get acting work, but only in smaller supporting roles, and those aren't getting him much recognition or the recognition I feel Terrence feels like he should have. Gotcha. That would all change, though, in 1999 when Terrence was the best man and received critical acclaim and acknowledgement for his acting. Following year, year 2000, Terrence was in Big Mama's house. In 2004 and 2005, though, is really when Terrence becomes a bona fide movie star. 2004 brings Ray and Crash. 2005 brings Hustle and Flow. And these movies have the package, all the buzz, box office sales, critical success. Huzzah! But by 2005, Terrence Howard had already said, I do for the second time. So it seems his love life wasn't going quite as well as his career. Let's get into it. (laughs) All right. Oh, I love it when this happens. Let's talk about Terrence's first and second marriage to the same lady, oh, Lori McCamas. You have a rule about this. I am just to fascinated. Not, not do it. Don't do like. I mean, it does work out for some people. These stories really intrigue me. And the marriage went so badly the first time. Let's Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton rush on in to do this again. So Terrence Howard first marries his college sweetheart, Lori McCamas. They meet at Pratt Institute in New York City. They fall in love. They marry June 1989. They have three kids together, one son, two daughters. But it is 11 years later, in 2000, that the couple files for divorce. Even though they file in 2000, that divorce is not finalized until 2003. And even then, it seems that they weren't real sure that they wanted to be apart. So they remarried in 2005. (laughs) But that was not meant to be either. Because in 2007, they divorced again, and this time it was permanent. Okay. So in 2001, so they filed for divorce 2000. It's not finalized till 2003. So a little bit of some content warning here. In 2001, when they were divorced or in the process of being divorced for the first time, there was a domestic abuse incident that led to Terrence Howard's arrest. According to the police report, Howard and Lori argued on the phone and then Howard warned her, don't disrespect me by hanging up on me or I'll come over and hurt you. So Lori McCamas hung up and called 911, fearing Howard was actually Mm -hmm. serious. And while she was speaking with the police dispatcher, Terrence shows up at her house and begins breaking the door down. Wow. Lori runs to the back of the house and eventually into the backyard as Terrence eventually breaks down the front door. Once Terrence finds Lori, he grabs her, quote, left arm and punched her twice with a closed fist in the left side of the face, unquote. Now, helpfully, because Lori had already called 911, the Mm -hmm. police were already on the way to the house. So when they arrive at the scene, Terrence Howard admits that, yes, he did break the door down and he did hit his wife. He was charged with a variety of crimes. I would think. Uh Uh-huh. Including simple assault, terroristic threats, harassment, and stalking. Howard will plead guilty to disorderly conduct. 
and has since discussed physically abusing Makamas, telling Rolling Stone in 2015, She was talking to me real strong, and I lost my mind and I slapped her in front of the kids. Her lawyer said it was a closed fist, but even slapping her was wrong. She was talking to me real strong. Wow. Is, yeah. So while they were divorced, <laughs> Terrence Howard decided that he wanted to win Lori back. And so he buys a house two blocks away from her. And Terrence would come over and do chores for her and help her out around the house. And he does this uninvited. Oh, God. Okay. So she, like, she goes to work in the morning or whatever, and he just pops by. Or it pops by when she's there, too. I just oh. figured I'd trim the hedges for you. And Lori threatens to get a restraining yeah. order against him because we call this stalking, right. my dude. It sounds like he was able to plead down on that first thing. and He, he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct rather than uh, stalking, for instance. I feel like domestic violence law and police procedures and all of that have come quite a long way since. Well, I just, I'm so confused by this because this is in between marriage one and marriage two. Right. So something stalkerish apparently worked because Lori marries the guy mm. again in 2005. I bet the hedges looked phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, I can take my own trash out, thanks, right? After the second divorce, though, Terrence will tell Elle magazine in 2007, I was in love with her, but she was not in love with me. I can't be upset because she doesn't find me the most beautiful thing on the planet. This guy. <clears throat> wow. One really is the loneliest mm -hmm. number. Mm -hmm. He told The Guardian in 2008, the second time she tried to control me, she made that awful mistake of trying to rope a bull. But I pursued her for six years, and I'd marry her again to tell you the truth. This guy sounds like a very difficult personality and also completely unself-aware. Continue. I told you you weren't ready for this story. We are going to take a quick break here mm. to come back to Terrence and... Him assaulting a flight attendant, oh, a Broadway composer, and just other random people. Okay, yeah, we'll see you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia, it's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. Oh my, Terrence Howard. Yes, this little section, Terrence assaults a flight attendant, a Broadway composer, and other random people. So Terrence, who during his marriage to Lori, doesn't just save his violent tendencies for his wife. He shows them to a myriad of others as well. The world. In the year 2000, Terrence was on a Continental Airlines flight from Toronto to Cleveland when a female flight attendant just asked him to sit down because the seatbelt light was on. Mm -hmm. And Terrence grabs the flight attendant's wrist and yells at her to get out of his way. And when the plane landed, Terrence Howard was met by police and charged with assault and spends the night in jail. Okay. The Cleveland district attorney does drop the case because it was a federal matter due to it occurring in the sky on an airplane, Mm -hmm. and the FBI apparently investigates but does not press any charges. I got off easy there. That's what I'm going to say. Well, here's how Terrence explains it. He tells the story to Oprah on an interview and claimed to be the victimized one in the incident. I'm sure he's the victimized one in every incident. Continue. Well, he was just trying to take his two-year-old daughter to the bathroom. Remember what happened when I was two? It could have been a lot worse on that plane, y'all. Terrence claims he never assaulted the flight attendant and he complied with her instructions. And he also claimed that the flight attendant called him the N-word when she was telling him to sit down. I mean, I hope the kid made it to the bathroom. So, in 2005, Howard allegedly attacked a man and a woman at a Philadelphia restaurant. What you won't do for breadsticks. My steak isn't done. The incident happened when the woman accused him of cutting in line. Oh, no. There seems to be a big thing about line placement. Yeah, Terrence Howard does not do lines. (laughs) Apparently not. So, the woman's like, hey, you cut in line, and... At this point, Terrence was arrested and charged with simple assault and harassment, but the charges were lessened to disorderly conduct. I'm not sure how this guy just gets a pass over and over and over and over. You said this was in Philadelphia? Philly, yeah. Yeah, so it's a different state, so maybe they couldn't, I don't know. It's, there seems to be a pattern of violence. That's Let's just stipulate. That we can... See, allegedly sure. or allegedly. whatever, but I mean this this is a pattern of of reacting physically to things that do not require physical responses. So cutting in line, that naturally none of this was his fault. He will tell Rolling Stone that he was acting in self-defense. Yeah, obviously. Sure, obviously. Obviously. That baked right. potato was was mine. Give me my breadsticks. All right, let's move to 2008. To talk about Terrence getting sued by composer Andrew Tex Allen. Little spider web here. Andrew Tex Allen is the brother of Debbie Allen mm. and Felicia Rashad. Okay. <sighs> All right. Terrence. Oh, sued... so another Cosby show tie in, too. Correct. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So Terrence was sued by Tex Allen for allegedly assaulting him during rehearsals. But for can the... you prove it? <laughs> for the Broadway run of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Court papers filed by Allen claim that Howard confronted him at a rehearsal on January 24th, 2008, while the composer was sitting at the piano. He claims that Howard punched him repeatedly in the face and in the head. Did Terrence decide he doesn't like cats? I'm, I don't know what or... Terrence really, I mean, allegedly, 
I don't know. I Okay, so it gets worse. This is a little section of the story I like to call, I don't believe in premarital sex, but I sure do like my own reflection. Hmm. Mm-hmm. In 2007, Terrence Howard sits down with Elle magazine for an interview and said some things that got people really scratching their heads. Quote, I like women who look like me. Generally, you're attracted to women who look like you because the most beautiful thing in nature is your own reflection. I like a woman who shares my features. Hey, narcissist. I mean, textbook. Well, I see couples who get together. There are a few couples we know that just look like they fit. Sure. Right? Like, I do see that there's something to, like, an aesthetic I don't know if you grow to look more alike as you get married, but I can think of a few couples that, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, y'all kind of favor each other. I can see that, but that's just straight up narcissistic tendencies. You are the most beautiful thing in nature to yourself. That's sort of what he's saying. Yeah, the most beautiful thing in nature is your own reflection. Okay. I don't really agree. I like a flower. Yeah. I like to stargaze. There are a lot of... Beauty in nature. Beautiful sunsets. Yeah. Sunrises. Yeah. Sacred geometry, how leaves and trees work. Like, sure. There's a lot of good stuff in nature. It ain't my face. All right. I mean, no diminishment. I'm pretty cute and all, but anyway. Okay. But yeah, clearly uh, you and Terrence Howard do not see eye to eye on no. this. No. Okay. So he has some more thoughts. I really love it. Uh, <laughs> Tower, uh, Terrence has some thoughts on women who push him for sex. If a relationship is built on sexuality, it won't last long. Now, I'm completely chased through a relationship unless I get married. I don't believe in premarital sex. It enabled me to date three or four women at the same time because as long as I wasn't having sex with them, I could just walk away. There were some past girlfriends who pushed for sex, and sometimes they won. Afterward, I would feel unclean, like I'd compromised my own values. So I'd have to let them go because they didn't help me to be a stronger person. I don't know how y'all want to break that that down. That's like, you should blame yourself on that, man. Sometimes they won. You know, if you don't share values with someone you're dating, I suppose. Okay, so I I don't know what my favorite part of the story is. There really is a lot of of gems, some some low-hanging fruit gems here. Terrence also revealed another deal breaker for him when it comes to the ladies. Quote, toilet paper and no baby wipes in the bathroom. If they're using dry paper, they aren't washing all of themselves. It's just unclean. So if I go into a woman's house and see the toilet paper there, I'll explain this. And if she doesn't make the adjustment to baby wipes, I'll know she's not completely clean. So this is not a him issue like he's looking for baby wipes for himself he no she needs to use baby wipes and not toilet paper a bidet would blow this man's mind you're not kidding (laughs) you are not kidding he (laughs) gets a little bit of uh fluff a a little bit a little bit of talk back for this position guff and terrence does he think like oh yeah maybe i shouldn't have said that i should try this cool bidet thing Nah, Terrence is going to double down. So he really does double down. He's going to tell New York Magazine, you know, my views and focus never change. They remain the same about trying to find a cleaner way to live and to be safer, you know. 
maybe we should be a little bit more careful about social mores instead of this loose living that everybody's gotten caught up in. We've lost our moral values a little bit. That's what I was touching on. I believe as an artist, my nature is to speak. Do I think we need to readdress how we clean ourselves? Yeah. It took a long time for soap to catch on. Now, everyone uses soap. So, let's be a little more clean, you guys. Let's not be germaphobic, but let's just be clean when we can. Unquote. I, yeah. No okay. words? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so Jezebel is oh, going to yeah, follow yeah, yeah. up yeah. and ask Terrence about his obsession with baby wipes. Mm-hmm. And Terrence will say, I've stated my position pretty clearly. More people need to use them. This is a very serious subject. What more is there to say? Woo! All right. I mean, that's... If it weren't for all the assaulting and stuff, this would just be like the weirdest eccentricity I've heard of. But yeah, there there seems to be a, a dark side to the story. Okay, so again, another content warning. It's about time for Terrence's second wife, third marriage, second wife, Michelle Gent. So Terrence and Lori do the divorce second, in... Second divorce. 2007. So Terrence is going to wait about three years and marry again in 2010 to Michelle Gent. I'm sure he went through a lot of women's bathrooms before finding the one. Michelle goes less than a year. She files for divorce in 2011. In December 2011, Michelle files a restraining order against Terrence. <laughs> Get out of my bathroom! Claiming that he routinely abused her and um, threatened to kill her. Okay, not, yes, apologies for making light of all that. Yeah, you weren't aware of what was going to, no, this is really, if you are sensitive to issues of domestic violence, I would go ahead and fast forward probably five to seven minutes. Okay. It was later revealed that in July 2010, on a trip to South Africa, that Michelle alleges that Terrence threatened to throw her off the balcony of their suite. Terrence denies this and says, in fact, it was Michelle who was the one who assaulted him and called him racial slurs throughout their marriage. They marry in 2010, December 2011, restraining order. Their divorce is not going to be finalized until 2013. But in 2013, Michelle is photographed returning from vacation with a black eye. It was later revealed that Michelle had filed a complaint against Terrence Howard during a trip to Costa Rica. According to E! News, the complaint alleges that Terrence Howard committed assault and battery on his ex-wife on the evening of July 29, 2013, and that he, quote, followed plaintiff into the restroom of the rental house and punched her on the left side of her face. Defendant also grabbed plaintiff by her neck and pushed her against the bathroom wall and strangled her for several seconds. He grabbed her neck again and pinned her against the shower glass, and her head hit the wall, unquote, before Howard's son, Billy, rushed into the room and tried to restrain him. Quote, While Billy tried to pry defendant's hands from plaintiff's neck, defendant whispered to plaintiff, Remember what I told you in Bora Bora? That's what I'm going to do, referring to a prior instance where defendant told plaintiff that her body would never leave the island. Plaintiff interpreted the reference to mean that the defendant was going to kill her, Mm -hmm. unquote. Yeah, that sounds like a death threat 
Okay, that's horrifying. Horrifying. The complaint goes on to say that Howard tried to assault Ghent again, at which point, good for you, Michelle, she pepper sprayed him in the face. Defendant, quote, defendant continued swinging his arms and caused plaintiff to fall down. While plaintiff was on the ground, defendant repeatedly mule kicked plaintiff in the head and shoulders, unquote. The filing also alleges that Ghent suffered from multiple contusions and swelling as a result of the alleged battery, in addition to bruises all over her body. Howard will try to explain the incident from his POV. Sure, sure, because he's never at fault. She, <laughs> Terrence, did this to Rolling Stone and says, She was trying to mace me, and you can't see anything, so all you try to do is bat somebody away, and I think that something caught her but I wasn't trying to hit her. (sighs) I like that he dates women who just routinely and without any provocation just pull out pepper spray and open fire, I'm sure. So this is your rep, right? You have this reputation. Wouldn't you try to maybe go to court and just be cool, not cause any problems in your divorce proceedings? I'm getting the feeling that he is not capable of that, but go ahead. So in their divorce proceedings, Terrence had several angry outbursts where the judge tells Terrence multiple occasions he needs to quote-unquote learn some restraint. He will also, the judge, tell Terrence to quote-unquote cool your jets. So Terrence testified that Michelle was quote continually attacking him unquote and that he had kept her behavior secret quote-unquote, to save his career. On the stand, Terrence gets up and compares that situation to, quote, the Jews giving in to the Germans and going to Auschwitz, unquote. Whew. Under oath, Terrence says, I loved her and was also afraid of her. Love is a very complicated thing. I was in love with the person who was holding me captive. The only time she wasn't a threat was when we were together. I'm having uh, deep and negative emotions right now. Okay, so we do, I want to get through this because his, it's just terrible. Okay, but I mean, it gets worse. So the only time she wasn't a threat was when we were together. So text messages were brought into the court proceedings. And as these texts were revealed in court, It does become rather obvious that Terrence had been very possessive after he and Michelle split. One of the text messages reads, I will never allow another man to be with you. Whoever tried to take my life will lose his existence. Here's another, if you're ready. I will never allow a restraining order or anything to keep me from my wife. Terrence also claims that Michelle called him names like quote-unquote monkey and the N-word on top of threatening to kill him. As for the allegations of Terrence doing drugs during their marriage, he does not deny using drugs. He said the two used drugs together, including marijuana, cocaine, and ecstasy. And then he will helpfully add, quote, that was the only times we were happy, unquote. I, I don't know what to say. Let's just get through it. Terrence Howard tells E.T. at the Los Angeles courthouse after the divorce hearings, quote, sad that this has to be on a public forum. It's a family law and it should be family law. It should be protected. 
To have your personal life exposed between family and shared with the public, I think, is a violation of our privacy and of our constitutional rights. It needs to be reformed. This was his divorce? Yeah. You know, you can settle a divorce without going to trial. But then how would he be able to reveal how put upon he's been on? Yeah, this is... uh... Some special pleading here. Continue. Responding to allegations that he abused Michelle on multiple occasions, Terrence reportedly breaks down in tears and says, I just wish the best for her. But as far as me harming somebody, I really can't harm a fly. It's just completely against my spirit. But I'm so heartbroken that you can see that doing it on a night like this is only an attempt to try to hurt me. Unquote. In 2015, it's not over when the divorce is over. In 2013, because here we are in 2015, Michelle files a defamation case against Terrence, claiming that he was, quote, making false accusations to the public that she had made death threats to him and his family, unquote. Later, though, Michelle would drop all charges against him. But shortly after that, March 2015, Terrence Howard tweets, I've never been abusive to anyone in my entire Uh, life. I have loved and I have paid the price for love. I am the same loving being since day one. When I say I've made mistakes, it is not regarding violence, but judgment. (laughs) Trusting the wrong people. I firmly believe that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, kiss for a kiss. It was done with kiss for a kiss emoji. This double standard that has permitted abusive women to feel that they can assault a man and not reap where they have sowed is wrong. Having an altercation is very different than abuse. Unquote. Sorry. Whew. All right. Remember Terrence when he divorced his first wife and then moved in and stalked her, like just couldn't leave her alone to remarry Mm -hmm. her again? Yep. Apparently that's a trend with old Terrence. So long after the divorce with Michelle is finalized, Terrence still would not leave Michelle alone. In 2019, Terrence claimed that Michelle was deceptive in getting $1.3 million in spousal support. Terrence will tell TMZ at his Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony that Michelle, quote, gained everything through deceit, through lies, unquote. He will go on to add that he wasn't done yet battling Michelle, saying, I'm going to fight everything that I possibly can to make sure the truth becomes understood and inexpressed so that men aren't taking advantage of the way that we've been taken advantage of. Karma comes to everyone. According to the settlement agreement, Michelle Gent would receive $5,800 a month in spousal support plus a percentage of Terrence Howard's future earnings. And since his career excess and earnings went up a great deal with the success of the television show Empire, Michelle was receiving more than Terrence felt Michelle deserved. Sure. So Terrence had agreed to the terms, even though the part with her getting a percentage of his future earnings was a little bit unusual. But then Terrence petitions the court to set aside the original agreement. The one that he could not come to through, like he had to take it to trial? Correct. That one? So the one the court imposed on him? Yep. Okay. 
So there was a four-day hearing where Terrence's attorneys tried to prove that he had been coerced into signing the original settlement. Specifically, Howard claimed that he only agreed to the terms of the agreement because Michelle pressured him into signing the agreement by threatening to publicly release embarrassing videos of Terrence, as well as potentially damaging details about Terrence's sex life. Dude, we've already heard about the baby wipes. So Judge Thomas Trent Lewis ruled in Terrence Howard's favor and determined that he did not sign the agreement voluntarily. Then the judge nullified the original agreement and told the parties they'd have to come to a new agreement. God, this could take years. But it doesn't end there because Michelle appeals Mm -hmm. this ruling and the appeals court agrees with Michelle and determines that Terrence was not under any kind of duress and that it was more like he just had a case of buyer's remorse. The three-justice panel of the Second District Court of Appeal in Los Angeles ruled unanimously to reinstate the judgment that was tossed out by a lower court in 2015. The ruling said that the passage of time negates Terrence's claim that he was forced to sign the agreement. The ruling also noted that Terrence's repeated attempts to reconcile with his ex-wife as showing he was not coerced into the agreement. The ruling, this is nice, also called for Terrence Howard to pay the cost of the appeal filed by Michelle. Ah, that sounds like a well-reasoned Yeah, 100%. Holy cats. Now it's a great time to take another break before we come back for Third Wife, Fourth Marriage, Fighting with Iron Man, and a little thing I like to call Terryology. Oh my God. Back in a minute. Oh, Terrence, what a tiger, what a tiger. So while all of that was going on with Michelle, Terrence decided that getting married again was a fine idea. <sighs> Maybe even more surprising, someone thought marrying Terrence was a good idea. I was going to say. Terrence's third wife and fourth marriage is with Miranda Mira. Pack Mira is what she goes by. Let's see. How these two meet cute. In September 2013, Terrence Howard sees Mira having lunch with an old boss of his. And he goes up to the table and said, I don't know if she's your wife or girlfriend, but she's absolutely stunning. And Mira Pack was amused and flattered and said, that's very bold of you. And Terrence Howard replied, well, only a tiger can approach a tiger. (laughs) The two, Mira and Terrence, go out on a date and are quickly in a serious relationship and appear on a red carpet wearing wedding bands in November 2013. (sighs) The Daily News was able to confirm a little later that the couple married in October of 2013 after not one week of dating, not two weeks of dating, but three weeks of dating. Excellent planning. And he was still embroiled in the divorce? Yeah! Okay, yeah. Yeah! 2015 is like the defamation case. Like he's, uh, okay. Okay. In 2015, that Rolling Stone interview, huh, Terrence, he'll say, when you meet your one, it's completely balanced, underscoring the fact that I don't have any greater authority than she does. And he claimed to be, I love this, broke because all my checks from Fox are being held for garnishment because of my ex. And then goes on to reveal that Mira Pack is supporting the both of them. So yeah, Mira's paying the bills, Terrence goes on. My wife, she did well for herself. So she's covered for us, Mira has. 
It's always been a hard road for me. I run into bad luck. (laughs) (laughs) But I run into good luck, too. I've got a good wife. Now, Mira Pack tells the Rolling Stone, We have an amazing connection. But, I mean, he's not perfect. Doesn't do the dishes. Doesn't cook. Doesn't lift a finger. I probably leave him 30 times a month. He's so selfish. But, you know, he didn't have much of a childhood. It was difficult for him being picked on and bullied all the time. We don't have a normal life. In our two years together, I've only gone to restaurants with him two or three times. We've never been to the supermarket together. We've never been to the movies. I've never gotten a gift from him. Never. Never. I've developed a slight form of agoraphobia lately. I never go out. I have no friends here. I feel like Rapunzel, you know, stuck in a penthouse with my baby. This is really... Run, Mira, run! So he was saying when you find your one, it's really balanced? It doesn't sound at all balanced. No. It sounds absolutely unbalanced. So not surprisingly, the marriage does not last long. Mira Pack files for divorce in 2015, citing... Irreconcilable differences? You got it. (laughs) While she is still pregnant with their first child. Wow. Citing, I have made the biggest mistake of my life. Apparently not, because they're going to end up having another child in 2016. So keep in mind, the divorce with Mira Pack went under the radar and was quiet because Terrence is busy making headlines battling in court with his last ex-wife, Michelle Gent. Is that the end of the story? No! In March 2017, Howard talked to People Magazine about his difficult childhood and trying to correct the mistakes he's made in his past. Saying, I've made terrible mistakes throughout my life. I was dragging baggage with me that was crippling me mentally and physically. But I finally feel I can put that to rest. I can breathe again. I was raised believing the man is in charge. But I've realized that marriage should be an equal partnership. He will then go on to say that he and Mira's marriage is quote-unquote effortless. Claiming, relationships are hard work, but we really don't fight. It sounds like it's effortless because she's doing everything. Cooking, cleaning, shopping. (laughs) And he's just chilling, I guess. Terrence will go on to continue. Like, sometimes maybe Terrence don't continue. I mean, it's just a thought. Cool your jets, man. Got a thought. Terrence, uh, after dealing with a lifetime of emotional baggage, Terrence will say, Mira settled me. Two weeks after meeting Mira, I gathered up things associated with my past and found a nice hill and buried them all there. This is when he and Mira were divorced. BT dubs. So she was a part of the interview too, though, and they included their two young children. And Mira will go on to tell the magazine how peaceful and gentle Terrence is. He refuses to kill a fly, and we're trying to teach our kids not to pick flowers. Is this part of like a PR campaign to deal with the litigation he's having with his other ex? Perhaps. Interesting. But I'll, I'll let you make your own judgment on this. On his position about not killing flies, he's mm. a, yeah, Mr. Miyagi. Howard explains, I know in those two weeks or a month of a fly's life, that's 80 years for them, and we smash them so quickly. I hope if someone saw me trapped, some bigger creature would help me. In September 2018, he explained to Us Weekly that he and Mira are closer than ever, and when asked how he balances 
acting, with dating, he responded, I've come home to my wife. Another insider told the magazine, it seems divorce brought the pair closer even together, saying they're tighter than ever. Again, they're not married. They're divorced. So what happens? This was September 2018 with they're tighter than ever. In December 2018, Terrence Howard proposed to Mira Pack again. And how'd it go? He said in a video of his toast at their engagement, We have an idea of how long we think this life is, but we do know how short it can be. It took me 45 years to find you, but now that I have you in my 50th year, I will spend the rest of eternity at your side. And I pray that everybody finds that one that will complete them for all eternity because it means everything. I love you. He posted pictures of the couple showing off Mirapak's engagement ring with the hashtag blood is thicker than water, but love is the glue that binds us. The couple is apparently still together, but there has been no confirmation that they have remarried quite yet. Mira's going to come back up again, but I would like to spend a little bit of time with how Terrence decided to battle with Iron Man. Right. I remember he was in Iron Man 1. He was. But then was not in the subsequent Iron Man. Want to hear how all that broke down? I do, actually. So in 2008, Iron Man started the most successful franchise in Hollywood history. Iron Man is also credited with, you know, kind of redeeming Robert Downey Jr. and making Mm -hmm. him a superstar. And many people, just like you, Stacey, remember that Terrence Howard was also in that first movie. He was Tony Stark's sidekick, Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. Mm -hmm. In 2018, Terrence riding high after starring in several hit films. And Robert Downey Jr., on the other hand had long had a reputation for being unreliable and having an issue with drugs. Sure. So when Terrence Howard was offered a role in Iron Man, he was reportedly offered a paycheck between three and a half and four million dollars. According to the Wall Street Journal, Robert Downey Jr. was only paid 2.5 million because he was still considered a risk. Terrence was both the first actor signed for the film and the highest paid star in the movie. It has been reported that Terrence was also offered an additional $5 million to reprise his role if Iron Man 2 was greenlit. Needless to say, if you weren't around in 2008, Iron Man was a mega hit and grossed more than anyone imagined it could possibly ever gross. It's a fun movie. But when Iron Man 2 came out, Don Cheadle had replaced Terrence Howard. Entertainment Weekly reported that on the set of the original, you're never going to believe it, Terrence Howard had angered people with his quote-unquote difficult behavior. (laughs) Also, there were reports that director Jon Favreau was not happy with his performance. So, when Iron Man 2 started development, Marvel wanted to cut back on Terrence's character, Rhodey, because of all the issues Terrence had caused back in movie one, and This gets a little ugly because Terrence doesn't think it's fair for him to be getting paid less. But Marvel wanted to use Terrence in fewer scenes, so they didn't want to pay him what they had originally planned. Terrence claims he was supposed to be paid $8 million for the sequel, but that he was offered just a paltry $1 million instead. Terrence also claimed that he had no idea what he could have done to upset anyone, 
and called the studio's offer, quote-unquote, the surprise of a lifetime. When Marvel refused to raise their offer, Terrence refused the role. Then Terrence gets angry with Robert Downey Jr. for not standing up for him. Terrence tells Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live, This is going to get me in a lot of trouble, but who gives a fuck? (laughs) It turns out the person that I helped become Iron Man when it was time for me to re-up on the second one took the money that was supposed to go to me and pushed me out. Wow. Andy Cohen asks, you know, a few further Mm follow-up questions. And Mm -hmm. Terrence says, We did a three-picture deal, so that means you did the deal ahead of time. It was going to be a certain amount for the first one, a certain amount for the second, and a certain amount for the third. They came to me for the second and said, we will pay you one-eighth of what we contractually had for you because we think the second one will be successful with or without you. And I called my friend that I helped get the first job, and he didn't call me back for three months. Meaning Robert Dow. Like, I, I, I don't know. Okay. So Andy Cohen follows up yet again and asks about Terrence's relationship with Robert Downey Jr. now, and Terrence sarcastically replies, Oh, I love him. God's gonna bless him. And Stacy, we had to get through all of that to get to my very favorite parts of this story, because not only is Terrence Howard an actor and uh, husband, potential mm-hmm. stalker, mm-hmm. hothead, mm-hmm. Uh, these stories. All right. Terrence, uh, this is a little section I like to call retiring from acting to prove that gravity is not real. Okay. In September 2019, Terrence Howard surprises many people by announcing that he is retiring from acting once Empire ended. He will tell Extra, oh, I'm done with acting. I'm done pretending. And the reporter asks if he'd go into philanthropy, right? Mm -hmm. Terrence Howard says, no, not philanthropy. I'm just focused on bringing truth to the world. Later in a 2019 interview, this is a red carpet interview with KTLA. Terrence will expand on this a little further. Everyone keeps trying to tell me, don't say it's forever, but I've spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy what I'm doing when I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world? That's awesome. He was doing his own research before it was cool. That wasn't the end of the KTLA interview, though. (laughs) Terrence will add, I'm going to be able to prove that gravity is only an effect and not a force. I'm putting something on YouTube where I will build the planet Saturn without gravity and build the Milky Way galaxy without gravity. Cool. YouTube is where that sort of material belongs. Sure, sure. Uh, Okay, so I don't want to spoil things for you. It gets weirder after this because I'd like to tell you about a thing called Terryology. Not only is Terrence Howard an actor, he has also developed a fringe theory of logic and a language only he can understand hmm. that he has named teriology. Is it really a language if it cannot be used for communication with others? So, before Terrence Howard became an actor, 
Remember, he uh, he was studying chemical engineering at the Pratt Institute mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. This is back when he met his first wife. And then one day, Terrence becomes certain that one times one does not, in fact, equal one. And Terrence has an argument with his professor. And Terrence eventually drops out of school because of the one times one does not equal one controversy. Okay. Terrence believes that all of us, we're all just a bunch of suckers. We've been doing math wrong, all wrong. R-O-N-G doesn't even get the W. In fairness, most of my math teachers did tell me that. But just about me personally, sure, not, sure. not the world. It, it, was, it was me, not them, apparently. Well, Terrence is going to explain his theory to Rolling Stone, saying, how can it equal one? If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one, but we're told it's two and that cannot be. I mean, you can't conform when you know innately that something is wrong. He goes on to explain that this is the last century that our children will ever have been taught that one times one is one. They won't have to grow up in ignorance. 20 years from now, they'll know that one times one equals two. We're about to show a new truth. The true universal math. Get right on that, Terrence. So I do want to let you know that Terrence Mm -hmm. has been working really hard on teriology and proving his true universal math. And he does this through... DIY do-it-yourself sculptures. Mm. Mm-hmm. He will say that, quote, I have created the pieces that make up the motion of the universe. We work on them about 17 hours a day. Mira cuts and puts on the crystals. Mira has not yet found her way clear of this guy. No, Mira cuts and puts oh on the God. crystals. Mira. I do the main work of soldering them together. They tell the truth from within. Terrence, you know, has been pondering these things for most of his life and will say, since I was a child of three or four, I was always wondering, you know, why does a bubble take the shape of a ball? Why not a triangle or a square? I figured it out. If Pythagoras was here to see it, he would lose his mind. Einstein too. Tesla. Unquote. Bubble technology could blow Pythagoras's mind, I guess. So I guess we'll just have to wait to see how Terrence's new discoveries and new math system and inventions will change the world. I hope hope he gets with Elon Musk to really supercharge Terryology. Patreon folks, stick around for Spiderwebs this week. We are going to be talking about Terrence championing Uganda through his adventures. Not a good... Not no, a, not a good, it's mm. not really good. But that is essentially, my darlings, the trashy divorces of Terrence Howard. Is there a free Mira movement yet? Because <laughs> hashtag that. Free I'm not Mira. joking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. His true universal math seems to promise that life's mysteries will all become clearer if it were only that easy. I don't know how many trash cans to give Terrence Howard. Who could count them? What mathematical system do I use? I mean, you need a square root of those trash cans, too. Do I use teriology? Do I use, you know, 
math. You you can't. Um, <laughs> also, again, based on every math teacher I ever had past a certain point, like I also uh, can't use math. So <laughs> I would say they're filled with crystals mm. and maybe don't lock yourself up to do DIY sculptures soldering for 18 hours a day in a closed room, Terrence mm. Howard. Yeah, ventilation is important. Handy tip from Trashy Divorces. Well, best of luck with your future endeavors, Terrence. Yeah, isn't that terrible? Terrible. Hashtag free Mira. <laughs> Alicia, thank you for that, I think. I told you you weren't ready. You did repeatedly I warned, tell me. I gave you warnings that this story was going to go everywhere. You're not ready for what was to come. Oof. I hope I have delivered. Let us never speak of Terrence Howard again. Agreed. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, spending your time with us today, and listening to this thrilling roller coaster of a mathematical ride of trashy divorces. Maybe Terrence Howard will invent a device that will reinsert your eyeballs into your head after listening to the story of Terrence Howard. Free Mira! <laughs> oh, my. Y'all, we can't tell you how much we love and appreciate you. Again, thanks for spending your time with us. Thanks for your kind emails and your support on Patreon and telling your friends about Trashy Divorces. Y'all really are just the best. Patreon folks, stay tuned for that little spiderwebs coming for you. Until we meet again this coming Wednesday. You got a good one coming up this mm-hmm. week, Stacy. Sure do. So excited about holding me closer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Until we meet again, friends. Keep your hands clean and ventilate your workspace if you're soldering. That's it. Very important. Proper ventilation. Key. Key. Know your mathematical tables. Just (laughs) wow. Big love, everybody. Keep it trashy. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.